It's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings on Wrecked Rankings. Welcome back to Wrecked Rankings, and today I have a question. Matt, are you ready to make some changes? I am always ready to make changes, for the better and sometimes for the worse. <laughs> Don't know what to make of that. <laughs> uh, Go with the holiday season. We've uh, talked about Christmas movies in our last episode, and now uh, as we approach the New Year's, it's one of people's favorite times where everybody's creating their New Year's resolutions for changes they want to make in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Really? It, you know, it's a good time to reflect and to make goals that may be attainable. Maybe they're unrealistic. Who knows? Maybe it's a mixture of the two. Um, but, you know, it's a time for hope. And I, I think that, you know, it, it, it's great for society, especially in this dumpster fire year of 2020 that we've had. What do you think? <laughs> I just realized I said that everybody's making uh, resolutions for changes they want to see in your life. And, and to me, I they like are. the image they are. that everybody's making resolutions to improve what you're doing. <laughs> I'm like a famous celebrity. You know? Everyone has an opinion. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, going into I, I guess a lot of people partake in this. Um, a lot of people think it's like, or at least they'll kind of start off with one, or they'll they'll maybe kind of come up with one at the very last minute. But it's something a lot of people do. And, and so overall, today I guess we'll talk about the the best and the worst type of resolutions that people make. Um, and so I, I guess kind of going into it, um, you know, there's a lot of different types of resolutions out there. Mm-hmm. They, they they could be just about anything. There's really no limits. I mean, there's a lot of more common ones, which I'll try to incorporate in my list. Um, but I, I guess, I don't know. Do you have any more thoughts on just the topic itself? Yeah, so here's the weird thing, right? So everyone is so different, and no two people are the same. However, in doing research for the episode, I did find a lot of similarities. You know, there, there were the most common resolutions you saw. So, again, they probably are things you have heard of before. Um, but things that we either agree or disagree with, um, I, I think the main thing is they're all trying to better yourself in some yeah. way. It's just we may disagree with how how you're trying to get there. Yeah, and as we go through, I think criteria-wise for me, I mean, to me some of the most effective resolutions are ones that you can easily measure. They have some kind of definition to them to where... Like a ruler. Possibly, depending on the resolution, but uh, I mean, ultimately, yeah, there's something you can measure against some way that you can tell, hey, am I meeting this or not? Because there's some really vague ones out there that I think aren't aren't all that helpful. Um, that, that's what I've said on topic. But then, uh, as far as the the beer we're drinking today, it's, oh, uh, it's a doozy, Nathan. Would you Would you like to? Yeah, so it? a brewery out of Houston, Texas, Eighth Wonder. We are drinking their beer called Cougar Paw. And that's a play with the University of Houston, the Cougars there. Uh, it's a red ale. And I think it's a fine beer after having a few sips. What about you? I wholeheartedly agree. I've had this one before, um, and, and I really enjoy it. Uh, that being said, I, I don't know if I've ever had a red ale that I didn't like. Yeah, I think both both of us are kind of partial to like red ales and box and kind of things like that. I think we both kind of like Sam, Sam Adams. I liked like Killian's Irish Red, things like that. Um, and honestly, I love the can. It's fantastic. The play with the red colors. Again, if you're in the Houston area, you should definitely check it out. Eighth yeah. Wonder, Cougar Paul. I wholly support that. But that gets hopping into the list if you're ready to go here. Uh, I am super amped for hope. All right, so number five on the best list. Here, what I've got, it's quit smoking, but ultimately it's kind of interchangeable where really the gist of this is if there's some kind of habit that you find undesirable that you're trying to break 
and using New Year's as kind of the the time to make somewhat of an intervention and put a stop to that. So I, I, I put quit smoking technically as things. That's a really guess really the most common one that people use, but it could be all kinds of things. It could be if you're wanting to, you know, cut back on your drinking in some form, if you want to stop swearing or I don't know, slouching, whatever it is that, that you're trying to stop doing. Um, but one of the reasons that I think it's good is, is like I said, you mentioned that one, the, the whole point of, you know, New Year's resolutions, it's something that betters your life. So if there's some kind of habit that you don't want to continue, that you want to stop and you think your life will be better for it, it's good from that sense. Um, I think also the benefits around New Year's is it's, if it's a pretty common one, or at least you can kind of somewhat share w- with somebody else. You can get these groups of people who are all doing it at the same time. So you have like a natural support group that's kind of along with you for the ride. You know what? This is a very fine choice. You know, a couple of years ago, I had a resolution to quit vaping at old folks' homes. <laughs> so like I would go visit an old folks' home and I would start vaping. One, because it, it tasted good. And then two, because I was trying to hydrate the old people's skin. So, like, I thought the humidity in the air from the smoke would somehow help that. I'm just kidding. This is not a real thing that happened. I just thought it was a funny story. But yeah, I guess, uh, like I said, the, the biggest aspect, I think, um, for success is, is, you know, including others, building a support group. I think those are always great things. And so, with the New Year's resolution, that's my recommended uh, type type of approach is getting others in it with you if that's something you can do. Or if not, at least having family members who are willing to help you out on whatever it is that you're trying to stop doing. Yeah, I, th- I think any kind of support system is key. Because, I mean, you know, if you feel like it, you're in it alone, obviously you're probably going to fail. Yeah. That sounds kind of Or, dark, or even like, if you fail, if you got somebody to share with, like, say if I'm trying to stop swearing, but I just went and dropped, like, five F-bombs and a C-bomb on the postman. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's good to have somebody there to talk to about it and kind of get you back on the right path. I, I can team up with you. We can get like a shot collar, and every time I hear <laughs> it, I just push the button. I mean, would I just be kind of like on a constant like speakerphone call with we, you? We'd be on a twenty four seven call, and I'm like, we just go about our days, but we're like we're just on the phone. So like, I would hear everything you say. All right, what if I'm swearing in my sleep? I talk during my sleep sometimes. It happens. Do I get shocked for that? Yeah, because your subconscious. You know, I think there's something to that. So, like, I think if we can get your subconscious to stop swearing, maybe that affects you in the in the present time. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Right. Without a shadow of a doubt. All right. Well, I mean, ultimately, that's that, that's really kind of what I got on the, the number five here. Okay. Um, so, you, you get the gist of it. Yeah. So, my number five is when people say, I'm going to get married this year. Or, <laughs> you know, kind of tied with that. Or, I'm, I'm going to meet someone and we're going to kind of settle down. Or, I'm going to meet a boyfriend, girlfriend. Whatever the case is. So, like, my main issue with your goal being to find someone is that it's dependent on somebody else. So you're not totally in control here. And I think that's a huge problem. So when you're making a resolution, you're trying to reflect on your own life. But if one of the key one of the key variables is other things you can't control, that's setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. So like, I, you don't think forcing love is a good idea? Not in this country. I like I like the idea that somebody says they're going to get married before the year ends, and so uh, basically it gets to December, 
uh, of the the following year when the New Year's resolutions almost expire and they have to kind of like find somebody against the buzzer. It seems like a, the perfect rom com. Yeah, you know, it's like when you go out, you know, Desperation Day, the day before Valentine's Day, and you're just trying to find someone, <laughs> just so you're not alone on Valentine's Day. It's a similar concept, uh, but this one's a little more sad because you're you're planning this one out. So it's like you know, yeah, it it's not the most egregious thing, which is why it's number five. But again. Control you. Control how what your attitude is, what your outlook is, what your values and priorities are. Um, and yeah, but uh, don't tie your happiness or your goals to someone else. I just want to see a situation where somebody explains why they proposed, and it's because they're trying to uh, get married for the year ends to fulfill their New Year's resolution. Or you, ma- you somebody... match with somebody on Tinder, they chat, hey, you know, what made you... Uh, Reach out or start dating. Oh, I've got a New Year's resolution to fulfill. I've got to find somebody for the year ends. TikTok. <laughs> Just. We have a couple friends, and that line would probably work on somebody. Right? I mean, it, it, it's had to have happened. I mean, there's only two, only two ways to find out. Either you do it or you ask somebody if they would uh, accept that pickup line. I, I guess that's true. Or we could try it. <laughs> you want to make a profile? Just create, like, a fake person. Like, we, we kind of, like, draw their face or... It's, I feel like these days CGI is pretty good. We could probably create a, a mock person of some sort. I think that let's make a joint profile where it's both like you have to date both of us. Do we have like a couple pictures together? We could throw one out there. Well, we need to give them like a nondescript name. They're like Bo Davis or something like something something you wouldn't see coming exactly. Hmm. I'm trying to think what what a good nomenclature for our enterprise would be. Nathew? <laughs> like, what would our dating name be? I mean, th- this is a chance to, like, go into alternate territory. Why don't we just go, like, Preston Kingsworth or something like that? You know what? I, I like that. I like the kind of, like, you know, English names that have, you know... They sound like a, you're a dignitary of some sort. Does the, I do enjoy that. D- does the profile person have an accent, or is that is just their name reflects that? You have an accent. I don't. Okay. That's uh, that's something to work with there. The people that <laughs> stick around are really dark and probably need help. But we're here for that. Or just aren't very good listeners. But we're trying to help them. Anyways, <laughs> go, go on to your number four before we get down a rabbit hole. All right, so number four. This one I'm not how, sure how popular uh, of a resolution this is. But I, it's, it's coming more popular with, with, I guess, the new age and research. But the one I have here is get better sleep. And this is one where, you know, as more and more research comes out, people keep yelling about, all right, how good of quality of sleep are you getting? Are you uh, getting enough sleep? All those types of questions. And then, like, doing research on, you know, the different effects it has on your mental and physical health and what have you. And so also to kind of go along with that, I went and found some facts that are posted on the American Sleep Association website. Okay. Um I'm assuming they did some kind of due diligence on this, but some of the things they threw out there... Were they asleep at the wheel? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's a tired joke. Ha! 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 Go ahead. But, uh, <laughs> in your dreams. But uh, So some of the things they put out there, they say that 50 to 70 million U.S. adults have a sleep disorder of some form. They say that out of people that they talk to, and interviewed 
37.9% of them reported unintentionally falling asleep during the day at least once in the preceding month. Uh, They said that 4.7% of people reported nodding off or falling asleep while driving at least once in the preceding month. Uh, And they also noted that the most common sleep disorder is insomnia um, and that, you know, about 30% of adults have some short-term issues with insomnia and about 10% of adults have more chronic insomnia issues. Uh, They have all kinds of different facts on there. Those are some of the main ones that, that are in there. They have a guide for how much you should sleep. The recommended for adults these days is like seven to nine hours. I think it really varies by person as well. There's there's more and more research as we go along with that. Uh, for reference, uh, infants need 12 to 16 hours. That does include all their naps during the day, but it's kind of wild how, how those sleep requirements change as age you know, progresses. It, it is pretty interesting because... You know, some people can function off of no sleep. I mean, honestly, man, I, I sleep four to five hours. Like normally on a weekday, I'm up like at three forty-five a.m. You would disappoint. Go, you would disappoint the American Sleep Association. I, I, probably, but like I think some people can just do it. I mean, obviously, I rely on coffee. If you're not drinking yeah. coffee, I, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how you're receptive to things in the morning because, <laughs> dude, it takes me like two big cups, <laughs> and then you can talk to me. But no, I mean sleep is very important. Um, I do like to nap when I, whenever I can, even though I know that you know that changes as you get older and as you know life and family kind of take over. Um, but there's nothing better than some good sleep, and you know what? I support that resolution. I think people should be sleeping more, and you know what? You can't cause problems when you're out sleeping. You can't go out and do drugs. You can't go out and hurt someone. You're just sleeping, man. That's, I mean, th- these are all fair points. I can't dispute that if that's what you're looking for. Don't dispute it. Yeah, so I guess uh, we can hop over to your number four then. Okay. Uh, so the number four worst resolution is saying, I'm going to lose X amount of pounds, or you're going to lose a particular set number of pounds in the next year. So losing weight or getting into shape obviously is one of the most common resolutions, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's fantastic. It's noble. It may be a little pricey because you're probably going to pay for a bunch of equipment that's going to be a clothes hanger in a few months. And that's fine. But I don't feel you should put a number on it. it. It's not very healthy. Like, I've gone through a big weight loss before. I've lost, like, I think 65 to 70 pounds. But you don't throw a number on it. You start by changing your lifestyle. Too many people go, I'm going to get on this crazy diet that doesn't really make any sense. Like, I'm going to go on the all bacon diet. Or I'm going to do the Atkins diet. Whatever it is. And you're like, alright, i got to lose 20 pounds this week. And it's like, okay, well, you've never really started this journey. So you don't really know that how unrealistic that is. And two, even if you do lose weight, a lot of it is water weight. You know, like, mm-hmm. we're big MMA fans. You can, like, dehydrate the hell out of yourself and lose a ton of weight. But, like, once you get rehydrated, it's like 15 to 20 pounds instantly come back on. So, you know, a lot of it is, you know, even if the, the scale says something, it's not totally accurate, you know, to the reality all the time. Um, so I, I think it's more changing your lifestyle than setting an arbitrary number out there. Um, again, start with small steps. And all, honestly, most people that do put a number on it start way too high. Like, oh, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year. It's like, no, just start small. Say I'm going to lose like, you know, five pounds this month, maybe. And then kind of progress from there and kind of hit smaller milestones rather than larger ones. Yeah. And 
All right, so what I'm going to do now is we're going to do a first in the show. I think we're going to do a hybrid discussion because my number three is actually get in shape. Okay. And so that, I'll get a little bit more into that, but that encompasses both the fitness side and the diet side. But first, I guess I'll kind of talk about what you said, and I think everything you said is is a good point, um, especially because the most accessible thing that we use is a weight scale for things like that. And weight can be arbitrary too, because also depending on like what kind of weight loss you're doing, say if you start doing a lot of like, you know, lifting or something like that, where you're also putting on muscle or, or different things in the equation as well. It'd be kind of weird because your weight loss is going to go down or you're going to have weight loss from some things, but you may be putting on weight depending on what you're eating, what kind of exercising you're doing too. So it, there's a little bit more complexity to it. Yeah. You need like some sort of caliper to like measure, measure your body fat. Yeah. Cause it's like, I mean, we don't all have easy access to something that does like a good body mass uh, measurement or anything like that, but but so yeah, so a lot of us we go directly to the weight scale and, and kind of don't put much thought past it. Um, so I'd say yeah, if you're doing like a weight based loss, I mean mm-hmm. it's always good to get if you have some kind of like doctor recommendation or you've kind of talked about it with a physician and kind of plan something out. I guess that that can be a different story because they can give you for your particular set of facts, you know, some other things you should consider and help you create something. Um, but yeah, so I guess going into what I was going to say, yeah. Getting in shape, yeah, it really, like you said, it's it's more of habit changes in these, like deciding on what kind of habits you're going to do and defining it that way as far as, hey, I'm going to do this amount of exercise per week or if you want to go for the diet side, you know, you could kind of start scheduling certain types of, you know, meal plans or things like that or if you want to, you know, measure certain types of calorie intakes whatever it has you. So kind of take it, keep it in a measurable standpoint, but not necessarily just focus on results, more just making small changes to how, how you do things, which I think would be great. And even with that, like even on the diet side, I mean, it's always good if you go see your doctor regularly to get uh, some kind of second opinion on that. But I, I think it's a much healthier way to focus on it. Cause like I said too, if you're kind of focused on a specific weight loss type of goal and you, you end up start going into just cutting water weight and things like that. And then you, you're just setting yourself up for, for failure in the future. I think it's much more beneficial to focus on the habits, the lifestyle, those kinds of changes first. Yeah. You know what? You have a very positive message. I want to try to put a funny spin on it, but you really can't. So, you know, start small, you know, like cut out soft drinks, you know, uh, add more veggies, don't eat out, you know, maybe eat out once or twice a week instead of four or five times. I have friends that eat out every single day, <laughs> whether it's lunch or dinner or whatever. Start small. But again, you'll get there. Because I think I started off at, I think I weighed 236 and then I got down. I think the lowest I ever got down was 159, which was like crazy yeah. low. But I, I've put on a little weight since then. But yeah, it's doable. I guess it's all personal choice too because I mean... It's up to you to choose what kind of lifestyle and, and yeah. diet you want. Because, I mean, some people, they may not want to give up the diet, but they're willing to do a lot of exercise as well and to, to find a balance with a lot more sacrifice on that side of the equation. But it's ultimately up to you to kind of decide what what makes you happy. Yeah. And, and like, if, if, there's, if you're talking to a doctor and they say there's something that they recommend you correct and, and you think you'd be better off for it, I mean, yeah, by all means, like, do that. Get whatever support you want, but... But really, yeah. it's just whatever makes you happy. That's, you that's know, what it comes I, down I, to. I did find in my personal experience, it was like 80% diet. 
Yeah. Like you can do all the exercise in the world, but if you, yeah, it's it, it's a majority nutrition. So yeah, and there's so mindful. much like good luck or bad luck with genetics too. It's just there's so many random factors that go into it. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. You hear all these diets. I'm like, how does the all bacon diet make any sense at all? <laughs> you just have all the bacon you want. Like it is. It doesn't make any sense. So I, I don't know, man. Just again, just be happy, be healthy. Take, just go slow. Yeah. Yeah. Good Dude, message, Nate. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now I guess we can we can hop over to you now since we kind of took care of me. All right. So something I really want to dive into. Number three on the bad list again. So the least beneficial New Year's resolutions. Enjoy life to the fullest. I'm also going to like throw in like if you say YOLO for the next year or treat yourself. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm kind of lumping all those together into number three. Um, I think this is dangerous. And I think especially this year of all years, I think a lot of people want to say, <laughs> you know, man, next year, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. Once I can start traveling again, I want to throw everything out there. I want to go on this 90-day backpacking trek through Europe and I want to go do, you know, I want to go on this cruise. And I want to do this and that. I want to spend as much money as possible. I want to go out to all the restaurants and buy all the things. I want to get a new car. You know, I've been working from home. I've been stuck in the house. Slow down. Okay. This is not the time to ruin your financial future just for fun today. It's not. All right. So Nathan works in finance. I love personal finance as a hobby. Don't do that. Slow down. Plan. Save your money before and then spend whatever's left. But please, please, please have fun, but budget it. Don't just go out and do the craziest stuff. Whenever all the sporting events open back up, just don't go to all the games. Uh, <laughs> please have a plan. Please be intentional. Um, again, you are trying to play the long game. Uh, you do want to invest for your future. You don't want to ruin it with, with things that honestly they don't matter at the end of the day. Um Again, just don't be in a bad spot. This has been such a weird year for people. I mean, so many people are still without jobs. Yeah. And, and that's wild. Um, so, you know, be grateful if you have a job. Um, hopefully more things open back up. You know, everything does well. Markets do well. Things like that. But don't treat today like it's your last day. Okay. Have fun, but be intentional with what you're what you're spending. And again, have a plan for your future, have your retirement, whatever you're saving towards financial independence, all that fun stuff. Yeah, no, I think we're in a lot of agreement here. And even the core concept uh, of the resolution here, I think it's not a fully baked thought in the sense of you're saying enjoy life to the fullest or YOLO is your New Year's resolution. Because I guess if you kind of dig a little bit deeper, so somebody wants to enjoy life to the fullest, I guess that means in some way they're unhappy or they're not living life to the fullest. And so I kind of think it begs like a deeper dive where, okay, you're not happy. You want to do more. What is exactly that you're missing? And so I think, I think it requires an additional like layer down to kind of see, okay, what does living life to the fullest mean? Like, what is it that like I said, it's missing from the equation. What is it that's going to help you find that happiness? So I think you almost need to kind of answer that question and then build New Year's resolutions more built around those. Um, and so it could be, maybe you're not, you know, spending enough time with, uh, somebody or whatever it, it could be. Um, and so I think it, it requires a little bit more work on your part to find something that's more effective. And that's also going to be more measurable once again, because 
enjoy life to the fullest. I mean, there's really no way to kind of measure that effectively. It's, it's very, very vague. It's not helpful as a structured uh, resolution, but um, those are kind of my thoughts. And then, yeah, like you, you were saying, even if you want to go do more stuff, I mean, always be conscious about, you know, both the short term and the long term kind of balance those to see overall what makes the happiest life for you, I would say. I think that's, so I guess I kind of echoing a lot of the same thoughts in that. Yeah. So just being, be more detailed. If this is something you want to do again, set a specific goal and again, plan for it, budget for it, fit it into your lifestyle. Don't go beyond your means. You'll regret it later. It's just not a good time. And I think this is a perfect transition to my number two, which is travel more. Huh. And so this is one where, I mean, the news resolution would be something based around doing increased travel, whether it is, you know, you're planning to do a specific trip or maybe you're wanting to spend a certain amount of time during the following year traveling. But basically, say, for example, in that last resolution, instead of living life to the fullest, if you kind of dig deeper and say, you know what, it'd be great to build some new experiences, to go do some new stuff. And that's what would help me find more happiness in life. And that, that's something that works for a lot of people with traveling, which is why it's so popular. You get to see new places, take in some new cultures, do whatever it is that makes you happy. And me, in my example, I would focus on food. I like eating foods in different countries. That's, that's just for me. If you notice, like pretty much every country you go to, like they'll always tell you that food is a big part of that culture. And I think it's a big human element, but food is pretty great overall. I guess that's one of my uh, vices of sorts. But, but ultimately, there's lots to do traveling-wise. You can see cool sites, whether it be nature or, you know, something historical. Pretty much anything in the spectrum of what makes you happy. So I think there's a lot of variability you have with this particular resolution, too. If it's specific types of travel you want, or there's, you know, specific places you've always said you're going to go and you just haven't done it. To kind of drill into one of the things you said, um, eating food in different countries, you know, we enjoy food a lot and we enjoy different types of food, different cuisines. It's so interesting eating meals in other countries because how we are in America, everything is so like, I need this to be super speedy and fast and get (laughs) in and out. It's like the first time I went to Europe and it's like, (laughs) the service is a lot slower than you're used to. You're spending like... The three to four hours. You're spent, dude, it, 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 it is your evening. It, it is an event. And it's a fun time. It's fantastic. You get bottles of wine flowing and, and you're having, you know, meals, you know, at certain time increments. Um, but it can be kind of jarring because you're like, you're not used to the same. It, it The service almost feels like you're getting blown off. <laughs> the waiter's forgetting about you at all. But it, it's intentional. Um so I think it's it's interesting to get that perspective and to kind of slow down and kind of get off your phone and actually have conversations with people. Um, I, I think that's that's awesome. Uh, I think it's a great PSA. Is if you're ever going to go travel, kind of get an idea ahead of time as far as what the food culture is. Um, I guess this is gen- general travel tip, and, and that'll vary too. I mean, you're talking about the service times, kind of what the expected time is that you're sitting down being served, spending at the restaurant. Um, tipping culture varies by country. It's always good to research stuff like that. But yeah, there, there's so much different w- when you go around. But, I mean, ultimately, you know, it, these are all experiences based around food and the example we're using right now. But 
we have a different way to go about it. Um, but overall, like, I mean, traveling is something that's pretty great. There's, there's so many cool things you can do in the traveling realm because it, it breaks the norm and kind of go, like I said, going back to the last resolution, you said to live life to the fullest. If it's that you feel like you're not getting enough variation, you're not, you know, stretching your brain enough to take in new stuff. Traveling could be a great way to do that. If that turns out what you think it is, that's going to help you do something at least different to see if that's, that's something that would, you know, break the monotony a little bit if that's the struggle you're having. As long as you have the resources to do it responsibly. Yes, please, please budget. Please do <laughs> not, because it can get real expensive real quick, especially if you're going international. Or if you get robbed. <sighs> yep. I mean, we've had friends too. We had a friend get shot internationally. <laughs> but, but anyways, I'm just saying, not to scare anyone off, I'm just saying. What a great joke that was. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but he, we'll kind of go on, I guess. So. All right. Well, I mean, bullets are the same in all languages. I guess that's the summary. Please avoid them. Let'll penetrate no matter where you are. Anyways, number two on the worst resolutions is, quote unquote, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to leave work. I'm just going to up and quit. I'm going to up and walk out. This is a terrible plan. Okay. One, almost everyone does not really like their job. Okay. And I know you'll hear many experts talk about find what you're passionate about. Find something you love doing. I have never personally, Nathan may disagree, but I've never personally subscribed to that. I was always taught work is work. Like you're there to do a job. Um, It's there so you can have the vehicle of money to do things in life. Pay bills, support your family. Um, so again, everyone probably has a qualm with their job. So don't feel like you're alone in that. Uh, I think too many times people feel that like they're they're singled out or whatever. I think most of your peers are probably fed up, or there's always some aspect of some job you're not going to enjoy. So again, I, I think reflect, sit back on that before you decide to up and quit. Two, don't up and quit before you have another job set up. Please don't do that. Again, going back to budgeting and having resources, this is not setting yourself up for success, especially if you have dependents, if you have spouses, anything like that. Um, so please just have some intentionality with it. You can search, search for a job while you're unhappy. That's fine. Um, just don't leave or just go, you know what, I'm up and quit during the holidays and restart next year or find something next year. Don't do that. Again, we saw this year during you know the pandemic. Um, sometimes you don't have that choice. It's forced upon you, and you find out things are actually a little more difficult than you thought. So again, no matter what you do, appreciate what you have, because I'm sure somebody out there would love to have what you have. Um, so again, just have some more intentionality behind that. Yeah, there's really a lot to unpack with that, but overall, I think you hit some of the, the main points. Um, I, I will say, yeah, <clears throat> it's good to find what you're passionate about. Um, there's a lot of psychological studies out there, though, that, I mean, if you are being paid to do something that you are passionate about, that, that can affect how you perceive that activity over time. So, I mean, they, and if you're being forced to do it, it can have, you know, an impact on the satisfaction. That being said, with the whole grass is greener on the other side situation, sometimes the grass is greener 
Yep. But like you said, I mean, you want to do the legwork before you do that. So if you want to quit your job for something else, it's good to kind of do your research and kind of, I guess, using the metaphor, get over there and kind of, you know, look at the grass for yourself a little bit, maybe taste it, put it under a microscope, make sure it is as green as you thought. Yeah, lick and, it. And, and lick it a little bit. But basically just do your due diligence to figure out that, you know, the move you're making makes sense. Ultimately, it is a better situation for you. So yeah, just don't jump in two feet first without, you know, thinking about it beforehand. I, I think that's that's always kind of like, the wisdom of the situation, but overall, yeah, I guess, I guess I would agree. Um, yeah. If, if you're going to quit your job or you're looking to quit your job, I think maybe a better resolution would be to, you know, find a better job or something. And then once you do that, start hunting for that job. And then as a result, you'll be able to leave the current job that you're not happy at. Then maybe find a better situation for you. Yeah, you know, again, a lot of grievances I found, you know, just a lot of times, like, leadership didn't even know. It's things that you've been, like, bottling up and just kind of, like, holding a grudge with, but you've never really vocalized. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. It's always good to speak up, kind of, if you're, I guess, feeling discomfort of some sort for one reason or another, make that known. Try to open up a dialogue rather than simply resorting to jump and ship. Yeah, it's like the worst they can say is no. So, I mean, you know, again, it just exhaust your resources. Again, if it's not to your liking, then yeah, go about, you know, looking for something new, but don't just up and quit. I mean, you say the worst they can say is no. What if they just laugh at your face and don't respond at all? I'm trying to think if that's better or worse than <laughs> saying no. I honestly, it's, it's I, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I mean, do you have anything more to add on that point? I, I guess we're really on the same page there. Yeah, I, I think so. So go ahead. So go to number one. This one is pretty self-explanatory, but it's some form of spending more time with friends or family or talking more to friends or family. I, I think it, when it comes down to it, we're all very social beings where we like to have other people in our lives to, to varying extents. And so if we haven't been getting enough of that, you know, that can be a, a, a clear cause of unhappiness. And so on the news resolution side, you know, you can create a resolution to kind of rectify that. And once we go into the, the measurable aspect, there's different, there's all kinds of ways to tackle this. You know, it could be, you know, once a week, I'm going to make a call to a different family member and, you know, see how they're doing and kind of, you know, talk to them. It, it could be all kinds of stuff, but ultimately the spirit of it, is that it's some kind of resolution where you're you're spending more time with them or building up those connections. Or, on the flip side, if you don't have friends or family, you could have some kind of resolution around, you know, getting out there socially to kind of meet friends or, or family. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned 2020 and coronavirus stuff. That, that limits some of the ways you could do that. But there, there still are windows of opportunity, I guess, via the Internet, and elsewise where you can, you know, kind of create resolutions that involve you trying to connect more with other people. Because, um, yeah, there, there still is like an online social atmosphere where you could try to, you know, reach out that way. But but ultimately, it's something that's that's worth investing time into. Um, and it's, I think, something that we all share, like I said, to varying extents. It varies person by person. But ultimately, I think it's, it's something good. And, and it can involve, you know you building 
yourself up and also, you know, making others feel good along the way too. Yeah, so this can be kind of interesting because our society's changed how we communicate, you know. Most things are over text messages, right, or messages in general. Um, a lot of times you get people that are kind of weird about, like, phone calls. <laughs> you get people that are like, oh my, who's call? Why are they calling me? What, what's going on? What did I do? You know, it's like, you know, why are they not texting me? Um, or with work, not emailing you, and they're just calling you directly. Yeah. Our culture I, has gotten really weird that way. I, I think it's time to get over that. I really do. You know, someone, especially if it's someone you like, they're trying to communicate with you. Um, get over that fear. <laughs> just acknowledge it that you have that, you know, that bias and just try to address it because, you know, ultimately it, it's someone that cares enough to reach out to you. Um, you know, in, in today's society, we, I think we kind of feel like a sense of entitlement that like, why aren't my friends reaching out to me? Like, what's going on? Everyone's been ignoring me. But have you tried to reach out to them at all? You know, so many times we feel neglected, but it's like, well, friendship is a two-way street. Well, yeah, people get busy. Have you tried reaching out to them? I get it if you're the one every single time that has initiated some sort of contact. But, like, don't take it personally if someone hasn't. I mean, things happen. Um, Reach out to people. You know, it's also like when you hear people start dating and they play these weird games like, well, I'm not going to call them first. Or I'm not going to text them back immediately. Even if I saw their message, I'm going to wait a while. It's like playing chicken with the rest yeah, of your like, lives. You know what, man? Life is too damn short. Just grow up <laughs> and just message the person back if you like them. Like, don't play these weird games. Like, what good has ever come out of that? Nothing. So, you know, tell people how you feel. Reach out to people. Don't be afraid of responding to however they reach out to you, whether it's video, whether it's phone, whether it's text. Just respond to the people you care about in your life. Yeah, that, that, that's a really good point to you, uh, what you just said, and also how you're talking about, like, you know, if you can, you know, face-to-face beats over technology. So, I mean, in times where that's sensible, I mean, that, that could, there's really no substitute for, you know, the personal touch of that. So I, I think, you know, as you're considering maybe a resolution of this nature, think about what elements to, you know, not only are you going to spend more time with friends, family, but what does that look like? What, what types of ways do you want to connect with them? Is it going to be, you know, going to their house? Like, is it, if they live long distance, going to be doing a phone call as opposed to texting? I think those are really important considerations, but that's that's really all I'd add there. I mean, like I said, pretty self-explanatory. I think it's something we can all relate to. In many ways, probably all benefit from. It's a resolution that's pretty easy to do for all of us. Because I think we can always do a little bit more in pretty much all our situations. Yeah, especially our immediate family. We could probably all do a better job of reaching out and kind of being there. For yeah. sure. Agreed. Um, so, on to the worst New Year's resolution. And that would be... Learning a new skill or a new <laughs> hobby. Don't laugh. Dude, when you said uh, enjoy life to the fullest, that one sounds like a clear number one to me. So I was, I was wondering what you were going to put here. No. Learning a new skill or a new hobby. So there's a few things here. It's you've gotten bored or you found time in your life you want to fill with something else. Which, fine. Sure. Let's have an intentional plan here. But what you see most people try to fill this with are things that either... They lose interest in real quick. They find out are a lot harder than what they initially thought was going to happen. Or 
they just they lose money on something. They they invest and they go down down this rabbit hole and they really can't get out. So you know, a lot of times when you hear people wanting to get into something new, it, it it's some sort of like hobby. It could be it could be it could be working out. It could be like golf. It could be tennis. It could be an activity like that. It could be cooking. Maybe someone wants to take some cooking classes. Um, a commonly, you hear people that want to learn new languages. You know, things like that where you have to invest in some sort of course or some sort of training to learn, the, you know, whatever you're trying to do. So again, you normally end up paying for something online and you start with good intentions and you're, you know, you're knocking it out of the park, but then like a week or two go by and you lose that momentum. And, you know, those Mandarin courses you were doing, they just kind of, you stop doing them. Like, again, you were doing a good job for a couple of weeks and then it just kind of, it's just, falls by the wayside. Life gets in the way. Um, so I, I think we get bored in our lives and we try to overcompensate with other things that we fantasize about. But once you start doing those things, the fantasy is gone. Okay. Yeah. I... And, but you're losing time and you're losing money with this, Nathan. This is why this is the worst one. So, but it, it honestly seems, so I was wondering what you're going to say for this, but kind of the way you describe it, it doesn't seem like you're against the resolution itself. It seems like you're more against the people who... I'm against the execution. Okay. It, it seems like you're against people who execute this badly. No one executes this well. That's the problem. So, That's what makes it so bad. It seems like, say, say if there's a situation where somebody does the research and it's something they are really passionate about, they just haven't set aside the time for it. But then, you know, they're kind of getting to the news resolution. They figure out, oh, this is super affordable, whatever material this is. Maybe they want to start crocheting or whatever have you. And it's something where financially they're completely okay with the investment part of it. And then they realize, you know, this time, you know, Thursdays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., mm-hmm. I just sat watching Frasier off my DVDs or, or something like that. And then they say, you know what? I'm going to replace that time with this crocheting or something like that. To where they've actually kind of thought through the entire process. Mm-hmm. They figured out the finances of it. They know the time commitment. And it's nothing that... It's a time commitment that they always kind of had open. That it's easily substitutable for this new activity. Like if somebody's kind of done all the legwork, would you still hate this resolution? Because it, like, yeah. it seems like you're really... More against the people who just do it terribly. As no, opposed. so so here, here's why I, here's why <laughs> we disagree on this. So again, w- what are we substituting? Right. So you could be watching Frasier, right, on your DVDs. Weird, weird example. Anyways, you could be doing that, or you could be crocheting. I don't know why you couldn't be crocheting at the same time. Anyways, so you try- focus. They want to cro- hone their skill. Let's say you know there's lots of those, there's lots of like skills websites where again you can pay for courses and you can watch training on certain topics and things like that. So again, one you're you're building up hope, right? So you have this this change initiative. I'm going to learn X in 2021, for example. So again, you're building yourself up. It's fantastic. But where is where is there to go from the top, right? You're not going to keep climbing at the top. It's gonna go down. So don't 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 comment. So again, so then you get to the the investment part of it, whether it's paying for a course, whether it's investing your time. So it kind of dips a little. 
So you hit a little valley. <laughs> don't, no, no, don't interrupt <laughs> me here. So you hit a little valley. And you're like, hmm, I don't know if I should continue on with this. But you start it. And it's okay. You climb back a little bit. It's like that yodeler in the Price is Right. So again, you're, you're on the ascend. And again, you're doing well for a week or two. And that is fantastic. Good for you. But then, you know what? Life throws a curveball at you, right? So again, your boss got onto you about this project or task. You know, your kids or your spouse, you know, got in the way. Something came up. You had to work on friends or family. You know, something happened. So again, you, you miss a class. You forget to do this course. You don't really invest the time that you probably should to get good at whatever you're trying to learn or do. Um, so again, so you've lost your time. You've lost your money. And it it slowly regresses. So you slowly climb down that mountain. And then eventually you hit this valley. It's this valley of woe is what I call it, right? So it's this point where you hit, don't laugh, all right? So you get really reflective and you go, I should have just kept my boring life. I don't know why I tried to expand expand beyond my horizons. This was a terrible idea. Yo, the summary of everything you just said is you should never improve yourself because then you have the opportunity to get worse. Like what? Like, don't ever try to improve your life because then it could get worse. You should just be okay with the status quo. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is don't make that your New Year's resolution. Okay? You get too, you get overambitious at the end of December. Okay? You make all these plans for the year. You're trying to plan out long term. Don't do that. Let things come as they may throughout the year. But don't make, again, these huge lofty goals that you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, I, I guess my take is if you've done kind of like, you know, the appropriate amount of research and you've kind of defined some parameters to, to go for yourself, you feel comfortable with those and if it's going to make your life better, I'm completely on board because I'm just going to hop into it right now. Uh, you already hit it. The article mentions on the best side that I had were learn a new language and like, you know, cook more or learn new recipes and kind of the qualifier I had for those was kind of what we already talked about where see it would yeah, be, these should not make it your would list. be about, you know, just kind of defining it well enough to where you're either going to achieve your goal or make some kind of measurable progress. So really that's that's my take on it. So I, I actually fully support this resolution, like I said, if you've kind of you know, put a little bit of thought into it and kind of figure it out how you're going to execute it. So that's, I guess that's where we'll just agree to disagree. But I guess now that we started this, I've, I've already kind of mentioned my honorable mentions for the good side. Do you have any that you were expecting to see on my list? You know, on, on the best side, I, I think you got some of the most important ones, you know, uh, other ones, you know, that I've seen are like, Get on, you know, get on a budget. I, I think that's a good one. So we were talking about a few yeah, financial things. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people, again, don't track spending, don't look at X, Y, or Z. Um, so using some mobile apps, like you know, like Mint or like, you know, you need a budget or, you know, just something to help you kind of keep track. I, I think a lot of people kind of look to that. I even hear people say, like, improve your credit score. It kind of scares me because, again, there's certain things with that, qualitative things, but like, Again, it, it, it's a noble effort that could pay dividends in the future with, like, important life and financial choices. 
Um, another one I hear again. You you said quit smoking, so like quit drinking would also be in in the same vein. Yeah, no, that, well, again, I, I, I it, it's covered. It's covered that. by that. Um, honestly, I mean, those are the main ones. The only other one I thought of was <laughs> spending less time on social media or on your phone. Because, like, we're so glued to these things. I've seen this pop up over the last couple of years. You know, because, like, it, it's crazy if you look at studies about, like, how many hours a day you spend, you know, thumbing through stuff. That ultimately doesn't really matter. Whether you are whether you wake up in the morning and you're doing it, whether you go to the restroom and you do it, whether you sit at your, you know, on your couch after work and you're just scrolling through social media feeds. It's kind of terrifying. I mean, I think, yeah, you that, that's a really good point. And I think going to... What kind of like what my number one is too. I think that that's a perfect opportunity if you're spending too much time on social media to you know kind of incorporate that and in spending more time with friends and family. So, like you said, if I'm going to the restroom and using social media, say, you know, if I would normally go take a dump and get on Facebook yep. or Instagram, instead of doing that, take a dump, but call your uncle and talk to them during that time. I think that's an easy way to you know swap out a more personal connection. For what was before a more impersonal connection. Yeah, for sure. I I, I support that. Yeah. And I'm sure Uncle Jim loves you calling him from the toilet. So that's another bus. Ha. (laughs) But yeah. So I guess then flipping over to the armaments on your side. So you already kind of handled one of my things. Your number three with the like live life to the fullest. Basically, for me, any bad resolution is one that's super vague or doesn't provide much guidance as far as what the resolution is. Yeah. I think that's the big negative. Um, Some other ones I had that would be bad news resolutions are being like, start smoking or uh, (laughs) get worse sleep or to get out of shape, travel less, spend less time with friends and family. I think those would be bad resolutions. Um, they seem very similar to the ones I had on the good side, just a little bit flipped around because that's exactly what they are. Um, but that, that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, really, as long as resolution is somewhat definable and measurable and it improves your life, I, I think those are pretty easy attributes to meet to where most resolutions you can come up with, as long as you meet those criteria, are good for you, roll with them, more power to you. I guess, is there anything that you were thinking about including on your list that you didn't? You know, there was only a couple I saw in my research that, like, kind of stood out to me. One of them was, like, get up early and make your bed every day. (laughs) You know, there's, like, old studies with, like, you know, former military people who, like, made their... Like, the first task they accomplished every day was making their bed. And apparently it's supposed to give you, like, you know, this sense of accomplishment, right? You already tackled one thing of the day, so you're you're able to take on other things. I think the ideology behind that is fine, but I never saw the sense in making your bed. I don't get it. I guess counterpoint, it once you start making your bed when you wake up every day, I, I guess for the first couple times, you know, it's an accomplishment, but if it becomes the standard for you, then it, is it really an accomplishment anymore if it's what you just do every morning? Like once it becomes like a habit like, you know, routine state, I feel like at that point it almost becomes an opportunity for failure if there's any moment where you don't make your bed when you I mean, wake but up. Could so that, if it doesn't provide you any benefit during your day, what's, but like, couldn't what's that the point of that? be said about working out or anything else, though? I Once mean, you yeah. get on a routine, it's just it, but, it's who but you also, are. It's like, 
with the working out, obviously there's the physical benefits of it. You're yeah. Just kind of, so like when you do succeed, it's great. So even if you fail, you know, it makes a lot of sense to get back on and do it. But if, if making your bed doesn't offer you that much benefit, what's the point of devoting that much time of it just to do something? Why, why not replace it with an activity that gives you accomplishment, but also has directly measurable, you know, physical benefits or something like that. Uh, that's a fair yeah. point. I'm, I'm not against it by any means. No. It's just, that's just a random kind no, of in there. The only other one I had that I saw quite a bit was actually one that said, make new friends. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting one. So it's like the theories I saw online from various publications were that like, maybe the people you were hanging out with all your life aren't the people you need in your future. Which again, on its own merit, sh- sure... But like, <laughs> so it's basically like replace your friends, kind of. It, everything I came across was like kind of like give your current people the cold shoulder, and just go out and find new people. Whether it's at a club, whether it's at some fitness establishment you go to, whether it's at your work, um, it almost seemed like it was just like up and abandon your current friends. Which again, you can leave <laughs> them. It just the the sentiment behind it. I, I just felt like you know what you should give your your current friends more of a heads up. Don't don't ghost them. I think this is kind of like the the quit your job description that that you had with kind of some of the arguments there. It's like if you're not happy with the friendships, I mean, it's worth the discussion. You know, if there if yeah. there's for some reason if there's you know something that's lacking for you. And you know, we're you're thirty. I'm almost thirty. I I, I think you get to the point too where like by this point, the people you're friends with. They've been around for a reason, and you're probably going to be friends with them for a long time. Unless something crazy happened. So, like, normally you only keep the good people you actually care about close to you. Um, So, uh, again, again, if you're younger, this may be more apt to your, you know, your life. But, like, as you get older, again, you should have weeded out a lot of those people you don't really care about as much. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And, And if you're... With a situation where you're needing to replace all of your friends, I mean, m- maybe there's something you're not doing right in the relationship too. I mean, it's worth self-reflection as well if you're correct you reached that point. That's a very good see, point. Maybe is this relationship not good because there's something I'm doing in all of these? So you're the toxic one. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's kind of like the you know yeah meet an a hole that that sucks. But if everybody you meet is one, then maybe you're kind of one. Absolutely, you are the one. Like so. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think it's a, it's a good point. Um, For sure, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's pretty much, you know, everything we had to say on New Year's resolutions. Um, a lot of good, some bad. But at the end of the day, again, you're, you're trying to better yourself. So, again, I, I think the main thing is just commit to whatever you are saying. Whether we agree with it or not is irrelevant. Just, again, try to improve yourself. Try to get a little bit better each day. And just kind of, you know, go with the flow. Yeah, and if you want some feedback on your resolutions, I'm not going to tell you to reach out to us. Go to your local Facebook and uh, post your resolution and please and say, please critique at the end of it and see what people say back. Um, that might help you a little bit. Um, but that's that's all I'm going to say. So that's put the, put that's the, a recipe for failure. Okay. Put the burden back on your nope. social network. All right, to circle back to this beer, Nathan, what did you think about the Eighth Wonder Cougar Paul? I love it. I mean, I this is something that's right up my alley, so it's it's not surprising that I do like it that much. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's one of the better beers we've had on the show, if I'm just being 
straight up with you right now. It definitely knocked it out of the park. Again, Eighth Wonder, Cougar Paul, it's a fantastic beer. But, you know, other than that, you know, uh, we, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope you guys, you know, took some inspiration from it. Uh, please plan your New Year's resolutions accordingly. Other than that, finish your beers, have a happy holiday, be safe, and we'll see you on the next episode.